But when I, I realized that Rocky Road Ice Cream also uses alliteration, which is a repetition of sounds. And then I suddenly realized how many blockbuster products and phrases use alliteration. Coca-Cola, Best Buy, PayPal, TikTok, Lululemon. Look, think of TikTok, okay? If they called it the Chinese social media platform, you think people would like, come to it like the way they do the TikTok? I mean, here's billion dollar companies that use alliteration. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we're embarking on a captivating journey through the power of persuasion, emotion, and the secrets that make ideas stick. Our guest today has a wealth of knowledge and experience in crafting messages that resonate deep within the human psyche. But before we dive into the depths of persuasion, let me remind you that this episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery, where you can learn to create the perfect space for your content creation needs. Now, without further ado, let's unravel the secrets of making messages memorable and unforgettable. James, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Oh, thank you, James, for having me. Absolutely, man. So let's take a walk through memory lane, rediscover your origin story, because we know the journey is long and you've had some amazing one. And I'm sure that there was some gear that you needed when you started that brought you to your essence. Is that some, is that a gear that you still use or have, uh, or you absolutely don't have to. So let's jump right in, share with us, you know, how you got started the into this path of this journey of where we are today? Well, I live in Southern California. I've been here for about 35 years. I'm originally from Montreal and I started an advertising agency in Montreal, but I wasn't a good salesman. I was in business with my one of my brothers uh-huh. who is a fabulous salesman. Now, family and business doesn't always mix, so <laughs> <laughs> I experienced that. But I hated the fact, I love my brother dearly. Mm. I'm not in business though, by the way. But I hated the fact that he could sell me better than I could sell me. Mm. Okay. I mean, I'm a technical person. I was, you know, we were able to do, we had major clients. We got Kraft Foods, Timex, Avon, Abbott Laboratories, Seagram's, their world headquarters is there. Yeah. Worked my way up there. And, but I, I had to learn how to sell. Today, I love selling, but back then I hated selling. Mm-hmm. And I could, so I could really relate to people who have trouble selling, especially technical people. But, I had an opportunity to win the anti-drug campaign in America with a powerful logical reason. I'm a logical person. So powerful yeah. logical reasons why you should not do drugs. And then I saw the ad that beat us and I was terrified because it was totally different from what I knew how to do. It was a guy holding an egg saying, this is your brain. Crack the shell and drop the egg into a sizzling frying pan. <laughs> this is your brain on drugs. Any questions? <laughs> and when I saw the ad, there are two things happened. The first is I knew this was much better than are logical reasons why you should not do drugs. I mean, it was infinitely better. But Mm -hmm. the second thing is this was emotional selling. It would affect, you know, it affected you so deeply. I mean, it was much more powerful than if I was throwing logic at you. It's one of the things I realized, you know, as I went through the process and learned this about brain glue Mm -hmm. is that uh, we make decisions for emotional reasons. We back it up with logic. I mean, it's just you're going up with coming up with the name uh, pod uh, glue. You know, what I mean, you start it starts affecting people. And let me give you some examples. Well, so what happens? I wrote your brain on drugs on a three by five card. Mm-hmm. 
So I'd remember it. And then I got this idea. I mean, I got to learn how to f- do this, but nobody teaches it. You know, they don't look, teach it in school. You know, okay. There's superficial yeah. things. Sometimes you read out of books, but nobody really talks about it. And that's why people are considering my book a blockbuster. Like it's mind blowing because it's opening up your, your mind to stuff that we see all the time, but we don't mm-hmm. realize why it works. I'll give you some examples in a second of all the different types of things. It works. It gets, you know, it got O.J. Simpson off from a, an almost certain guilty verdict in a murder trial. With If the glove doesn't fit, you have to acquit. Like, what? I remember two of the jurors were asked, you know, with all that evidence against O.J., why'd you let him go free? Mm-hmm. And there are two jurors, and they looked at the journalist and said, well, we knew if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. The glove didn't fit, so we had to acquit. Mm-hmm. You know, really? <laughs> I mean, it's just so powerful. The yeah. Timex uh, ad, it takes a licking and keeps on ticking. You know, I show in the book how you you see that ad and how you create ads like that. So they're, mm-hmm. they're powerful. That slogan alone helped Timex dominate the watch industry. Steve Jobs had, you know, the computer, original Macintosh, and then he had it say hello. It's a big thing. If you ever watch the movies with Steve Jobs, mm-hmm. you always talk about, no, I want it to say hello, you know, because it sounds like a robot. And yeah. people were just like, do we have to? Do we have to? And he said no. But he recognized brain glue. That once you have the computer talking, that it freak, especially back then, it freaks people out and they mm-hmm. become hooked on Apple. Yeah. And that's one of the big reasons why people were so dedicated and have are still dedicated to Apple, yeah. Apple computers. And John F. Kennedy said, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. It's like, wow. I mean, that's I know people that heard that once in their life and it sticks to, it sticks it to the brain and they yeah. still remember yeah. it. Never forget um, it. And just uh, there, Malcolm X and, and, uh, and uh, Malcolm X had, uh, you know, we didn't land on Plymouth Rock. The rock landed on us. I mean, think of much more powerful that is than saying yeah. you have no idea for a black person how hard it is, the things that we have to deal with. But by saying it that way, it becomes so powerful. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. The rock landed on us. And suddenly people, it connects with people. And I show you how to do that in books. Yeah. It's, uh, he says, uh, when you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. That's chiasmus, by the way. That's one of the tools. And it's like, wow, that's profound. And when that you hear profound. it, you know, yeah. I mean, it's just the comedians use it. I mean, I have so many jokes. I mean, I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. <laughs> okay. Comedians use this all the time. Yeah. Mae West, who was in the early days of the movie business, mm-hmm. a movie industry, had tons of those. She loved them. Women like a man with a past, but they prefer a man with a present. Not present tense, a present. Show up with a present. Okay. She said, how about this one? Hopefully I'm not crossing the line with your audience. But a <laughs> hard man is good to find. Okay. I mean, but it's just, you know, comedians, <laughs> fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Congratulations. Right. You know, it's, it's, and so, so comedians. I mean, so what happened was, and so, you know, this is your brain on drugs. Any questions? There's a metaphor. Uh, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. So I started putting things in this passion box. I, I created a box. And every time I saw an ad or heard a phrase that was profound from an emotional standpoint, not logical, but emotional, mm-hmm. I would put it in a box, okay? In my passion box, I created a passion box. And after more than 10 years of doing this, I met John Gray. When After we moved to Southern California, I met John Gray. And John Gray was telling me about this incredible book he wrote, Men, Women, and Relationships, one of the best relationship books ever written. But it only sold a few thousand copies, and he was frustrated. Oh. Then he got this crazy idea what if I change the title to men are from Mars, women are from Venus, uh, and then tweak the content a little so it will you know, be consistent with the title? 
guess what happened? <laughs> Almost overnight, he sold half a million copies and a million. Eventually, 50 I said in my book, I say 10 million copies. And I work with the, one of the guys who promotes uh, John Gray and other people. And he said, mm. no, 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 you're so wrong with that. We are, he's already sold more than 50 million books. That's 50 amazing. million. I mean, think of all your fans out there. You come up, you come up with this crazy idea. I'll give you a great example. The Utah, a Utah mom and her son. And she, the Utah mom is sitting on the toilet. And she says, I, we need to raise our feet just a little bit when we're sitting on the toilet. We need a stool. And she came up with the idea. They have no business experience. They came up with the idea of having a toilet stool, you know, mm -hmm. so you can raise your feet a little bit when you're on the toilet. So that it yeah. helps helps you go through the process. Okay. Mm -hmm. Apparently it's really good for you. And so they wanted a name for it. So they were thinking like, do we call it the toilet stool? That's not really good. And so they came up with the name Squatty Potty. Yeah. Squatty Potty became a blockbuster. Within two years, they reached 100 million in sales. These are people with no business experience. Mm -hmm. And how many people out there, you know, we work so hard and we're lucky to get a million dollars of sales and yeah. they got 100 million. They, they got a shark tank, 100 million dollars. And my book shows you this and then how to do that for yourself. And that's what's really powerful is, you know, we don't understand that when we're interacting with each other, there are certain things that stick to our brain. I'll give you a perfect example. How many of you out there know the, you know, Jack and Jill went up the, I don't have to end the sentence. Everybody knows what the end of the sentence is, <laughs> exactly. right? Exactly. They know that. They know even though mind. the last, even though the last time you heard it was maybe 10, 20, maybe for me, I'm old 50 years ago sure. or more <laughs> was the last time I heard it. But we, you know, on my deathbed, you could say Jack and Jill went up the, and I would finish the whole phrase. He went mm -hmm. up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack filled the, you know? Yeah. But it's because it's certain things stick to the brain. Mm -hmm. And so what we want to do in this world where we're so over bombarded with information, we need to have stuff that stands out. So people go like, uh, huh? I mean, there's an ad for Blue Emu, which is um, uh, arthritis cream. So watching it on TV while I was doing something else. As we're often doing multitasking. Sure. And they have uh, Johnny Bench, who's a famous uh, ex-baseball player. And Johnny Bench is saying this, and I'm like not even listening. And he's going, da, 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 Blue Emu, it works fast and you won't stink. And it's like, what did he just say? <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> you won't and suddenly, stink. boom, my attention was focused. Like, what did he just say? You know, it's like uh, Eve Ensler. She did, uh, she wanted to focus on women's rights. So she created a play that's on Broadway or, or on off Broadway, but mm -hmm. it's become massively successful. And what's it called? Should we call it the women's rights play? No, why don't we call it the vagina monologues? <laughs> the vagina monologues. What is that? You know, I mean, it's like it's a because that's a trigger word. It's one of the other things I show you how to use trigger words inside the brain group. But it's a trigger word, and when you use a trigger word, I mean, and I'll give you an example. A lot of people come up with the idea of, uh, um, you know, they spend a lot of money on social media. Okay, social media marketing mm. and everything else. How about if I tell you about a woman that was a stay-at-home mom and she came up with the idea of creating a, a Facebook page that's so powerful. She has 5 million fans and she spends zero. Like how many of you out there have 5 million fans on your Facebook page? So what was the name? She was thinking, so let's see. I want to make it a mommy type thing. So mommy needs time to herself. Mommy needs a rest. I know what mommy needs. Mommy needs vodka. <laughs> so her page is of called course. Mommy Needs Vodka. So I'm, I remember I was looking at it. Somebody must have sent me a copy of one of the ads, uh, one of the uh, posts on her thing. And I looked at it. Oh, that's really cool. And then I looked at who's in front of it. It's like, Mommy needs vodka. Like, Mommy needs vodka? 
I clicked on it and it took me to her page and I started looking. I like the other stuff. So guess what? Like all these other people, I became a fan and she's got over 5 million fans and she spent zero on marketing. And it's just like, these are secrets that when people understand how your brain works, how your, you know, how your emotion works, then it just, it suddenly becomes, and you use that, it suddenly becomes a lot easier to make money, to, you know, to make friends, to pick up girls. I had this guy who said, hey, I tried some of your things. This is really great. Because one of them is like humor, because humor, I, have, I know these two guys who are among the top attorneys in America. One of them is in the top 10. I don't want to say his name because he doesn't want me to share of that course. he uses this trick. But he learned this secret. And he gets a lot of a lot of people who have court cases that they know they probably will never win will mm -hmm. give it to him. And he doesn't win everyone, but he wins most of them. And how does he do it? Humor. He makes the mm -hmm. judge laugh and he makes the jury laugh. And he said, it's amazing that when you make them laugh, they like you more. And then they kind of root for you. So you have this other guy who's really serious. And I say something really funny, you know? Yeah. And then because of that, it resonates so much that it it just... Uh, just he wins it really, cases. Really appealing. That I mean that those are some really amazing examples. Thank you. One more, just one more, just as we're talking about this. Warren Buffett, because I did. Uh, Warren, I'm one of America's leading behavioral management specialists. So when he started buying companies for himself, yeah. he actually brought me in because I'm one of America's leading behavioral management specialists. So I have like really cool experience. But Warren Buffett has this great line, and he. This is why the media loves him. Okay. He said, only when the tide goes out, do you realize who's been swimming naked? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you laugh. We all laugh at that. But what he's basically but saying you, you is see, only when times see. get, exactly, mm -hmm. only when times get tough, do you realize who's really competent, okay? But if you say that, it kind of goes in one or not the other. But when you yeah. say a phrase like, only when the tide goes out, do you realize who's been swimming naked? People go like, what? Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, and it just resonates in the brain. It's fun. I mean, it's so much fun, but it's also if you're, you know, if, if you have a, an idea for a product, bam, you need to come up with a, a name that's going to grab people and then people will stand in line to help you. If you're in business, I mean, I got so many people that have applied this. I have these two guys who are uh, uh, three guys who are partners in a construction company. When I applied this after 10 years, they reached 2 million in sales. In one year, I took them to 10. By the way, they used to razz me. He said, hey, Bond, it was supposed to be 12 million. And my comment was, shut up. They yeah. bought each other the biggest BMW as gifts, you know. But And then they went to 32 million two years later just because they changed the name and how they described their, their product or business. I mean, I love that. People start to understand it. It's mind blowing. You're so right. I mean, some of the examples that you give just stick in your head. And they're also like earworms, right? They, the songs that stick in your head is because they're using those repetition. I think uh, there's a song by Selena Gomez, I Love You Like a Love Song. Like that song sticks in your head because the way she sings it. Of course, we have the one example that I was thinking about was I Have a Dream, you know, the speech by... Yeah, um, um, uh, by Martin Luther King Jr. Exactly. That was <laughs> okay. profound. And you know what was really profound. cool about it? It wasn't written as part nope, of his speech. it was not written at all. It was, came from his heart. I mean, somebody said to him, talk about that. You know, so one of the yeah. people in the audience who was a real fan of his, but it came from the heart and it came went from his heart to our heart. You mm -hmm. know, that's why it ended up being so profound. I mean, it's yeah. just when you understand this, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a right brain thinker. I'm a, I'm a logical person as you are. Most of the people out there are. I mean, if you're really good at something, you tend to yeah. be a logical person, but logic doesn't sell. 
I mean, no. sometimes they let they'll sell they'll buy it because they like you. You know, I always say no like trust. Okay, mm -hmm. so no like trust. it can't be dependent. You can't depend on that. Although that'll be good. You have to you know use some of these tools. And then what happens, it becomes radically easier to get the response you want from the person. If you're trying to, you know, if you're trying to get your boss to give you a raise, you know, if you're trying to talk your boss into something, you're trying to get a great job. Yeah. I mean, they have two people they have to choose from. And one of them is really funny and fun. Which one do you think you're going to choose? You're going to go with the funny and fun one. Exactly. It's, it's more likable, more adaptable, more somebody you can, you know, hang out and, and have a coffee with and have a chat with because... We want to have fun. Try to stay away from stuff that's boring, stuff that's not going to bring you pleasure, right? You try to avoid those things. So, well, the trick is oxytocin, which is, and mm -hmm. actually, there's a chemical reason why humor works. You know, if somebody is the fight or flight drug is called uh, cortisol, okay? Mm -hmm. So, in our brain, if somebody pisses you off or scares you, you know, oh my gosh, are we going to, you know, are they going to shut down our podcast or whatever, right. you know? I mean, suddenly you freak out. It triggers oxytocin in our body, in our mm -hmm. brain, okay? And it, it triggers for our body. I mean, it triggers cortisol. And cortisol is a fight or flight drug that literally stays in your bloodstream for up to 36 hours. Holy so if, if, so, if somebody pisses you off today or yesterday and somebody tries to talk you into something today, there's a good chance you'll say no because mm. I'm so, you know, I still got anger in, in me or whatever, okay? But cortisol, uh, but oxytocin is triggered by humor and then a few other things like if you can get somebody interested or fascinated but if you can tell somebody a joke there's a very good chance that they will be much more receptive to you because yeah. oxytocin actually makes people much more it's the love chemical that goes through your body where you feel much more comfortable doing things i tell That's jokes funny. all the time and i'm terrible at jokes sometimes <laughs> they torture me with it but i had i had a company it's a martial arts equipment company and uh, they're going through a turnaround and so they brought me in to help them because, and when you're going through a turnaround, the owner of the company is freaked out because am I going to go mm -hmm. bankrupt? And then the employees are freaked out, even if he doesn't share that with them, because they realize things are tough. Am I going to lose my job? So that's cortisol. I mean, that's a scary thing. And that's, it takes away the creativity in us. So I started yeah. by saying, these guys tortured me with this. I was there for over a year. I said, um, so the maintenance man is hiding in the maintenance closet. And whenever people would come up to the closet, he'd open the door and scream, supplies. Surprise, supplies. It's supplies. <laughs> so, okay. It's, and it's not the greatest joke in the world. But for over a year, I would look inside the window of somebody's office and I'd see the stress on their face. Mm -hmm. So I'd knock and open up the door and they'd look, see me and go, hey, supplies. <laughs> they tortured me with the supplies line for over a year. But you could see the body language mm -hmm. change. And suddenly Changes. they went like, ah, ah. You know, and it's just, it's a, it chemically affects our body. This is what's powerful about brain glue is this is, this is, um, it's wired into our brain. Yes, it when is. When you can, you, you, you know, this is not about manipulation or anything like that. No, no, no. But understand when you can understand that, you know, if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. You know, I mean, if I, what would most attorneys say? Hey, if the glove doesn't fit my client, you have to let him go free or something right. like that. Okay. Yeah. But he recognized the, that rhyme can be a tremendous so you know, powerful. tremendous tool to yeah exactly man this is this has been mind-blowing for me thank you so much for sharing your origin story some of the cool tips and cool examples that you shared just uh i'm like okay i need to read this book because it's going to help me create better messaging better marketing material you know better promotional stuff for my own services for my own business 
And the more memorable you are to people, the more they're going to remember you. For example, when I was at Podcast Movement last week, I would share, hey, my name is Junaid. It rhymes with lemonade or Junaid like lemonade. So they're like, oh my God, I'm never going to forget that because everybody drinks lemonade if, unless you're allergic to lemonade, which is <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah, really. But that was... It that's works. a really cool thing it works and it, you know it's memorable so you gotta have those... fun so they think of you're the lemonade guy yeah today yeah yeah right and then when we go for dinner i'm always ordering lemonade because you know it runs in the name <laughs> that's awesome oh my god it's so cool that's awesome i got to hear you know some of the early stories that you shared you were not able to sell yourself but your your brother was really good at selling you because here's the fun part and i wanted to interject or, or introduce you when we try to sell ourselves we feel like a salesperson we feel like we're trying to sell something that we don't believe in right but right. somebody when somebody else is selling us they believe in us so much and that that energy transfers telepathically into the person that they're talking to so it's so much easier to sell somebody else or sell something else than ourselves and and when i published my book earlier this year it's like, why is it so easy to sell my book or talk about my book as opposed to some of the things that I offer? And, and I was like, well, there's a lot of content. There's a lot of good stuff in this book that you can get out of. So thank you so much for sharing. Let's take a quick short break. And then when we get back, you can share three hacks to take away the superpreneurs listening to our conversation can take action and apply it towards that, what they're working on. I'm Junaid Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Hey guys, welcome back to the episode. We've been talking with the one and only James Bond, author of Brain Glue, an international bestseller book. James, you have some hacks to share with the audience today. Sure. Let's take it away. Um, I'll give you three basic hacks, okay? Alliteration is one, which is a repetition of sounds. Rocky Road ice cream. I mean, is it when you open it up, does it have rocks inside it? No. <laughs> okay. But when I, I realized that Rocky Road ice cream also uses alliteration, which is a repetition of sounds. And then I suddenly realized how many blockbuster products and mm -hmm. phrases use alliteration. Coca-Cola, Best mm -hmm. Buy, PayPal, TikTok, Lululemon. Oh, think of TikTok, okay? If they called it the Chinese social media platform, you think people would like, come to it like the way they do the TikTok? I mean, here's billion-dollar companies initially, that use alliteration. 
It's yeah, not an accident. It's not. And TikTok was actually called Musical.ly before they changed the name to TikTok, which made it 10, 100 times more popular. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So alliteration is one of the things. Think of Squatty Potty as a good example, mm-hmm. you know, rhyme, which kind of goes with rhyme too, okay? And so they were trying to come up with a toilet stool. So we don't want to call it a toilet anything because that doesn't sound really good. But what are other names for toilet? Uh, potty. Okay, okay, Potty. potty. Uh-huh. And then what do we have to do? We have to squat when we get on it. Squatty. Oh, call squatty potty. And so instead of saying, you know, instead of just saying the toilet stool, my wife says they should have called it the stool stool. I don't think that would work. But by the way, I know exactly (laughs) that doesn't work. But the squatty potty, I mean, they even finally, not only did they sell over $100 million worth of product, but when they got on Shark Tank, people were standing in line to invest with them. Mm -hmm. And it's because it hooked them, you know, it hooked them. And so you want to, come up with alliteration the, uh, the repetition of sound you also want to uh, come up with rhyme rhyme is a very good one squatty potty is a good example of that as well mm-hmm. and another one is metaphors men are yeah. from mars women are from venus okay jack canfield gave me a fantastic quote he's forcing everybody in his company to read my book and mm-hmm. to use it not just to read it but to use it okay yeah because he publishes lots of things and everything and uh his book was called chicken soup for the soul so what is it you open the book and you get chicken soup in it no (laughs) you know he was telling me that it was actually originally called he was struggling because it was 101 a high uh, impact emotional stories and he wanted he didn't want to call it 101 stories because that sounds like a a whole bunch of other books out there and everything else and he was like it took him like a few weeks and he finally woke up one day and he said you know Chicken soup makes you feel good when you feel mm, really bad. My book true. makes you feel good. Let me call it chicken soup. But he wanted to call it chicken soup for the spirit. But he th- it bothered him because it doesn't sound right. Chicken soup for the spirit doesn't, you know, yeah. it re- didn't resonate. And then he went, he went back to alliteration and repetition of sounds. S-O-U-P, S-O-U-L, chicken soup for the soul. That sounds much better than chicken soup for the spirit. And then he used that. And he was telling me, I use this stuff which is like straight out of your book. I didn't even realize it. I didn't read your book. And that's why I've, I've written like 47 other books and none of them use those tools. I can't believe it because that tool, I mean, he sold 500 million books. Can you imagine? Wow. And 100 million chicken soup for the soul and 400 million of the other chicken soup in the series, chicken soup for the teenage soul, mm. chicken soup for the cancer survivor soul, et cetera. 500 million books. How many people live in America? I mean, that's a lot of books. <laughs> that's, more than, that's more than the population of America, which is amazing. Exactly. And so, and all because, you know, I mean, he promoted it, but we have people to promote stuff that's really good and they are, they're lucky if they could sell a few. He mm-hmm. sold 500 million copies. Wow. And it's because he came up with a metaphor. It's like, what's it like? You know, and the crazier the metaphor, the better. I mean, it's, I was using a, a Warren Buffett, you know, when the, only when the tide goes out, do you realize who's been swimming naked? Well, that's mm-hmm. a metaphor. It's a funny <laughs> one, you know, so now you got humor too. But just so those are three powerful tools, you know, rhyme, alliteration and metaphor. And I think if you consider, uh, let me give you a quick example. So I have these three guys who had after 10 years had a construction company that reached two million of sales. In one year, I took them to 10 million. What I did was I, I started with a whiteboard and I said, let's take a look at all the different types of clients you've gone after in the past 10 years. OK, blah, blah, blah. It took them a while to list it out. Then I said, let's pick one that you could focus on if you were going to focus on one and drop everybody else. And they said, well, we don't want to drop it. I said, it's just a game. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. So they went, took a while and they said, fire restoration for insurance companies. We work with two insurance companies. We had three projects, two in one and one in the other. One of their clients had a fire and they brought us in to re- deal with the house. And they were telling me, 
what you do when there's a fire is the first thing you do is check for a frame. If the frame is damaged, you got to tear down the whole house. But if the frame isn't damaged and you can put it up, fix it, and you know, make sure it's not going to catch fire again. Yeah. So I said, okay, fire. So the word fire is in your prospect's mind and you work with insurance companies. Why don't we call you guys the fire extinguisher for insurance companies? We'll call you FireX will be your website. Yeah. And so I went with them on two of the two of the prospects they were talking to. And it's funny because we they they were actually hesitant. I had to push them and I said, Yeah, so just think of us as the fire extinguisher for you guys. Every time you have a client that has a fire, call us, we'll extinguish it financially. Right. And they went, Oh, their sales, the people would laugh. But guess what? Whenever I had a client who had a fire, who do you think mm -hmm. they called? The fire extinguisher exactly. and sales exploded. They went oh from two God. to 10 in one year and then to 32 million two years later. They couldn't believe how easy it was to wow. win clients with this new pitch. So yeah, so these are powerful tools. I love that, man. I can't wait to get into the book and, and read it and share with the world. Hey, you, you need brain glue for your marketing, for your products, for your services, because it's going to make it so much easier for people to remember. And James, you've given us so many amazing examples that if people aren't buzzing with, with their ears listening to this episode, they might not be paying attention. So thank you so much again. All right. I love all of this. This is so thank powerful. You, Let's jump into the rapid fire questions that I love to ask my guest. Number one, what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Guitar. I wish I was a guitar player. I, I played and I never stayed with it. And mm -hmm. it was so much fun. My wife's uh, brother is a big and high-end musician in uh, uh, Canada where we came from. And so we were always you know, fans of him and everything else. But it just guitar would have been so much fun. It's like summer of 69. You know, you, you got the guitar, you're playing it, but then... Bobby got married and, you know, somebody else left. That's right. You know, nice. I love it. Number two, what did you want to be when you were a child? This is a really weird thing, okay? I wanted to be the head of a, like a, a group. Okay. Not a rock group, but, a, sure. you know, like a kind of a, where you get all these people that are on a farm uh -huh. and everybody's joined together and all that stuff. And, and I wanted to just organize all these people and have them on a farm. I don't, I have no idea why, but <laughs> you, want, you want to do a cult leader, a cult leader. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to with brain glue because, Hey, you guys, let's get into the cult of brain glue and have fun. I with like it. that. I like that a lot. <laughs> Next up. What is your favorite movie or TV show? So I'll give you two. There are a few of them. I love the Martian. That's uh, with, um, so good. Yeah. It's such a good movie with Matt Damon. Uh, Matt Damon. I love Temple Grandin. A lot of people don't know what Temple Grandin is, but Temple Grandin, it was up for eight eight Emmys. And mm -hmm. it was uh, with uh, Claire Danes. And it's about the true story of a uh, Temple Grandin who's a, um, uh, who has autism. Wow. And uh, she actually, it shows, it takes you through her whole story. It's amazing. It's amazing how many people watch the movie and go, first they say it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I can't believe mm -hmm. how many people love it. And yeah. then the second is they say, and you know what? I see autism in myself, <laughs> you know, she actually changed how cattle are slaughtered across the America. Wow. You know, so it's more, it's more humane and actually the, the meat tastes better, believe mm. it or not. But it's just a, it's just an amazing movie. And the other one I is the big that. short. I love the, the big, big short. short. The big short was like, you know, showing you the real world, how even magazines and you know, Wall Street Journal, they said, but the, you know, this is all fraud. People buying uh, properties and all this stuff. Said, yeah, but yeah. we don't want to write it because we're going to get everybody mad. But you're a <laughs> newspaper. How can you not write it? And yeah. they had, you know, the review companies, you know, like Dun & Bradstreet and stuff, 
I mean, it's just, it's so amazing because they uncovered reality, yeah. but the uh, marketplace didn't want to agree with them until it collapsed and, you know, yeah. until we had the bubble. That's crazy. It's crazy, man. Thank you so much for that answer. Ne next one. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? <laughs> Not a James Bond movie. <laughs> I think a James Bond movie. He's got the girls in the cars. That's what I know, I right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll pick a James Bond movie and, and go with that. Next up, who is your favorite superhero? Superman, but the Christopher Reeve playing Superman. I loved him. He was like, I remember he caught Lois Lane and he says, yeah. don't, worry, don't worry, ma'am, I've got you. And she goes, you've got me. Who's got you? you know? <laughs> He's flying. That was the first movies where, you know, they used uh, uh, industrial light and magic and, and mm -hmm. their ads were you will believe a man can fly. And it was really so cool. I love that. Wow. He was just such a cool, he is so great. That's nice. Awesome. I remember that first Superman movie and it was really, it was really something else for sure. Yeah, it was fun. Next and last question. If you were a board game, what would it be? If I was a board game? Mm -hmm. Huh, that's a good question. If I was a board game, <laughs> Somewhere between Monopoly and Snakes and Ladders. <laughs> Snakes and Ladders is good because you kind of go up, you go up, you go up, and you, know, you hit a, a yeah, ladder, yeah. A, a, a slide, and you got to go all the way down again and yeah, start yeah, from yeah. scratch if you get the wrong one. I can relate to that. Hey, a lot, a lot of people, you know, you come up with a, a product and you name it wrong, mm -hmm. and then you're struggling. You don't know why you're struggling. I, I remember Pop-Tarts. Sorry, I'm back yeah. to the thing, but Pop-Tarts yeah. was like that. They stole the product from post cereals but because they had a better name they literally knocked post post stopped selling it because yeah. pop tarts was such a cool thing it pops out of your toaster mm -hmm. you know it's just he, he actually stole the you know from kellogg's they stole it from pop from uh, post and were, they were so effective they, they suddenly post couldn't even sell anything anymore they called it country squares so here you have squares. to choose country squares or pop tarts. And in fact, you know what? They sold so many pop tarts that when they they ran out of uh, pop tarts, they had to remanufacture them. And they apologized. Nobody would buy the post product. They waited until the pop tarts were available again. <laughs> Sad. I mean, can the you power, imagine the this power of branding? Right. I invented it, and they stole it from me. But they have a better name. So hey, <laughs> that's so that's so crazy. And and something that I've been telling people is it is in our nature to copy. Because, I mean, I, I have a one-year-old, so I can relate to that because we're teaching him, okay, do this, copy me, say ah, say hello. We're, we're teaching them, hey, copy, 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 copy. And then when you're older and in school and whatnot, don't copy, don't copy. Like, come on, <laughs> get it right. You know, what, what type of message are you, are you teaching everybody? But James, this is so much fun. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, we'll be sure to include links to your book, links to how people can reach out to you in the show notes. But what is your favorite place for people to connect with you? You can. There are two ways to do it. Brain Glue Book will take you to the Amazon page mm -hmm. where you can actually read it because Amazon lets you read and listen to it. We've got a, an audio book there too. Listen to parts of it. I think you'll find it really interesting. It has a list of the different Brain Glue tools. There are 14 nice. of them. Uh, so Brain Glue Book is an easy way to do it. Also Brain Glue Page. Brain Glue page will take you to a page that gives you a lot more detail about what's in Brain Glue. It shows you some of the awards. We've won tons of awards. Nice. I mean, it's just really blown people's minds. But Brain Glue book or Brain Glue page, either of those two will be really, uh, I think will be fun for you to go through. Awesome. Well, thank you again, James Bond. Appreciate your time and your energy and your wisdom. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you, James.
Thank you for listening to this Hacks and Hobbies episode. Junaid would love to hear from you, so please leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Visit hacksandhobbies.com to find additional information on the guest today, as well as the show notes.